You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Welcome, everybody. It is 2019, and apparently in 2019, this is what happens when you run into the DMX in the hallways of a Sheridan Inn. Run that shit. I am a warrior for the Lord. I'll tell him straight up, nigga, I'll fuck you up in the name of Jesus. 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 I'm a warrior for the Lord. Amen. He made me a warrior before he made before I took my first breath. I was a warrior. Yes, sir. I will never be anything other than that. And, and, and I, I had to hit the bottom just so I could bring everybody. Comedian Bill Dawes. Wow. Why haven't the Los Angeles Rams signed DMX to strong safety? Because I think he has something he could contribute this weekend. What do you think? Yeah, that's amazing. Fucking summon up for Jesus. I'll fuck you up in the name of Jesus. That should be a rallying cry right yeah, there. That's like giving someone a shoulder massage in the name of Hitler. <laughs> like, remember Friday Night Lights? What was their saying, Tommy? Like, full hearts, bright eyes, can't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck think you up in the name of Jesus. A far more effective rallying cry is, I'll fuck you up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Little known fact, I think Scotsman William Wallace actually said that at the Battle of Bay Bridge before <laughs> defeating the English. I will fuck I you up. I will fuck in you up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> have you ever met Mel Gibson? Uh, no. I would, I would like to have him on the podcast. You should have him, him on the After Laugh questions. with Bill Dawes, a new <laughs> podcast on the Laugh Factory Network. And ask him. Like, I think I would like Trojan Horse to be like, you know, I asked you here because um, I'm deeply a Nazi <laughs> and I want to know your opinions about the Jews. Yeah, I, those Mel Gibson tapes are like scary and hilarious at the same time if you if you listen to them. Yeah. But like I think South Park has the best take on Mel Gibson. Like he's absolutely batshit insane, right? Yeah. And then they come in and they need to make a plot for whatever point. And but he, he can tell the story. He's like the most lucid motherfucker. Better than Michael Bay? <laughs> Ever. Yeah. yeah. Way better than Michael Bay. But uh <laughs> I think DMX is so great. Who do you think is older? Quick quiz. Who is older? Adam Vinatieri or DMX? I thought DMX was like 100. No, I think it's 100 in rap years, so he's actually only like 40 <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri is 46 years old. DMX uh-huh. is 48. 48, yeah. wow. If you want to feel old out there or young and you have no idea who DMX is or who we're talking about. Tommy, do the kids know who DMX is these days? Yeah, we know him from the, the growls and the memes. You know, you know him from the growls and the memes? <laughs> yeah. The you rap know? game ages you double. Dude, yeah, I don't know. DMX shit is still good. I love that shit, though. Is but he still putting out albums? I don't think or so. I think he, he's just yelling at uh, He's not doing raps. He's doing rap olds. sheets. Hey, now. <laughs> good segue. Do you guys want to hear the full DMX rap sheet? I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast. All right? Ready? 
1994, arrested for drug possession. 98, arrested, accused for raping a stripper in Bronx. Later cleared by DNA evidence. 1999, arrested in Denver, connection with the stabbing. Later cleared of any charges. 1999, also, arrested and charged assaulting a man in Yonkers. Charges also dropped. Uh, 1999, also, was a very busy year. Arrested in his home in New Jersey after police find a gun and drug paraphernalia. Pleads guilty, pays several fines. 2000, arrested at a concert in Buffalo, New York. Uh, driving without a license, failure to notify DMV, address change, failure to signal possession of marijuana, fails to show up at the court date. 2002, DMX pleads guilty to the Michael Vick, animal cruelty after 13 mistreated pit bulls. 2003, arrested for profane language at a performance in the Caribbean, released <laughs> on $376 bail. 2004, DMX arrested at JFK International Airport for uh, impersonating a federal agent, possession of cocaine, possession of a weapon, criminal mischief, driving under the influence of drugs and alcohol, and attempted carjacking. Uh, 2006, DMX arrested at London's Heathrow Airport for refusing to wear his seatbelt on an American Airlines flight. <laughs> 2007, after running a red light, DMX is arrested in Yonkers for expired license. 2007, Maricopa County Sheriff of, uh, County raids DMX's home, finds 12 pit bulls in bad conditions, and three others have already died, discovered a cache of weapons. DMX is not on the premises, is not charged. 2008, traffic cameras filmed DMX driving a 1966 Chevy Noah in speeds to excess 100 miles an hour in the loop in Scottsdale. Arrested and charged with uh, reckless diving, reckless endangerment, three counts of criminal speed. Meeting, racing on the freeway, suspended license. 2008, holy shit, I'm exhausted, Bill Dawes. Yeah. Investigation stemming from initial 2007 raid into home. DMX is arrested and charged with seven misdemeanor counts of animal cruelty and four felony drug possessions. 2008, DMX arrested in Miami on a warrant for valid driver's license. 2008, DMX arrested in Miami again, this time for attempting to purchase cocaine and marijuana. 2008, <laughs> again, arriving in Miami. DMX is arrested in Phoenix, uh, for a failure to appear in court. 2008 again, DMX is arrested at a mall in Phoenix for presenting the Mayo Clinic with false information <laughs> to avoid paying Are we even halfway? Bills. Yeah, we have 10 more years. <laughs> Let's at least. just call it yeah. right there. There are 10 more years for DMX. How is he not in prison? How is he not in prison repeatedly? A lot of those seemed like uh, false charges at the beginning. Well, he got away with He's a fucking man. a lot of it. I don't know if you watch this Jeffrey Dahmer stuff on Netflix, but it's kind of amazing how much shit. Are you talking about Ted Bundy? Ted, what did I say? You said Jeffrey Dahmer. I always get those motherfuckers confused. It's amazing how much. Ted Bundy's the hot one. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's the hungry one. Well, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer, to be fair, is pretty good looking too. I don't oh, know why. Those guys are so. You gotta to be good looking familiar. to lure people into your basement or your car. I guess Netflix had to. <laughs> Netflix had to tell people to quit saying Ted Bundy was hot online. <laughs> what? Because everyone's saying how hot Ted Bundy is. You know yeah. what I mean? But I don't know. Um, our, you know, you've had her on her podcast, Vanessa Johnson, a friend. Yeah. She had a pretty funny post, and it was everyone's talking about Ted Bundy, but Jeffrey Dahmer looking like a snack out here, and it has like <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer on his thing. I was like, that's very good wordplay. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. DMX. <laughs> First of all, what is he doing in Yonkers all the time? And how do you get a Chevy Nova above 100? That was my I second question. No idea, man. A 1966 Chevy Nova, too. But who is more dangerous? Quick question, guys. DMX or this hockey dad at uh, his son's <laughs> first NHL game, he gets in. Okay, Bob Frederick is the name of the dad. The kid is Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick gets into a fight in his very first hockey game. Here's his dad mic'd That's up how in you the make stands. A statement. Get it, Trent! Here we go! 
Yeah, here we go! There we go, baby! There we go! <laughs> and his kid just beating the shit out of this guy this whole time. How old are they? Well, the kid's got to be 21, 22. Yeah, 22. The, dad's, oh, oh, oh. the dad's probably in his 50s or 60s, you know? You know the dad used to beat the shit out of his son. Yeah, And he's sure. yelling to motivate him. And like, so many... Remember when I kicked your ass? <laughs> and so many effeminate minorities as well. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. What is he even saying? I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, Trent. Here we go, Trent. But <laughs> hockey's so funny to me because there's like... No difference between that and committing a felony other than the fact no. that you're doing it in public. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get why you're allowed to fight. In, like, if you fight in hockey, it's so normal. And in, yeah. in basketball, you throw a punch and it's like, oh, my God, and there's it's a black guy in the NBA. How did this happen? Yeah, so much Christian moralizing on fucking every channel and shit. You know what I mean? Are they trying to stop fighting in, in hockey? I, I thought one moment they tried to. And then I don't. Fight. I feel like they tried to for half a second and they realize, oh, this is probably how we this get all our viral, <laughs> our viral views it'd be yeah. like nascar trying to ban crashes or something yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i don't know i think dmx should just become a hockey player and his rap sheet would be a lot less oh that'd be great i'd love to see <laughs> i'd love to see i'd love to see any black guy on the ice but dmx would be great man yeah you know what i mean dmx would be great um so before we get to our championship and nfl prop bets oh yeah there was a championship major down under with novak djokovic and naomi osaka both winning uh, Australian Open titles. Um, here is Novak Djokovic uh, at his press conference uh, discussing his Australian Open win. Congratulations. Uh, okay, seven Australian Opens, 15 uh, slams. Not but too bad. Not too bad. You cannot complain. You cannot complain. Just crushing the press conference <laughs> yeah. as Bill Dawes' equipment falls apart. Thanks again, Tommy. We gotta give him a, a nice give him pre a tight show five. check and shit. You know what I mean? I guess give, he, give, give Novak a tight five for sure. Yeah, you no, know, based on what's going on in Hollywood now, he'll get more time at the Laugh Factory than me. <laughs> but you know, uh, that's a solid Italian guy impersonation. Italian guy impersonations are always funny. So that's Djokovic. Why is he doing an that's Italian Djokovic, guy? That's Djokovic because if you didn't follow, the uh, the reporter is an Italian guy, uh, and uh, Djokovic is doing what we call a mocking him. Oh, you know that's I mean? good. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of mocking. He's just a little, <laughs> like, as opposed to Tommy's, which was not good. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but impressions are hard. They yeah. Say impressions also, is, are the hardest thing to do on stage. He's from where again? Djokovic, is he just? Serbia. Serbia. So and, a Serbian doing anything. We bombed the shit out of him in 1992, Serbia. Oh, and Novak uh, is fucking hilarious. Like, he can do impersonations really? of all the tennis players. Not just their voices, but their physical mannerisms. Mm. It is fucking uh, hilarious. See Saturday Night at the Laugh Factory, 8 p.m. show. <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Yeah, I think what Bill is referring to is the fact that these days, due to social media and the phenomenon of social media, a lot of times all you need to do to get spots these days is not be a hilarious comedian, but just have 40,000 followers. And or you can be an actor who grabbed a titty the wrong year, and all of a sudden you're doing spots at the Laugh Factory. Holy shit, Bill Dawes, drop it hot Cheeto flame shit. You have no idea <laughs> right who now. I'm referring to. Could be anybody, could be a girl. Could be a girl. That is right. <laughs> but speaking of the Australian Open, which 300 million people don't care about in the United States, it will be the Super Bowl this weekend, which 5.3 billion people won't care about around the world. But the United States, we will very much. It has been 
NFL Media Week uh, before the Super Bowl, which is always a completely like useless week of media access. Yeah. Like I don't think you can get anything out of sports journalism or interviews. They're always like the most milk toast boilerplate shit. Of course, shit they don't want to ruin seen. anything before the the big show. Yeah, but it's so boring. So you always end up getting like this weird information. Um, out like we found out this week that Bill Belichick has been texting Sean McVay after every Rams game. Like, oh boy, yeah. like was he like heckling him? No, he's apparently has a crush on the way they run their offense. Uh, so he says, I don't know, Bill he, mind games, mind games, mind from games. Belichick. No you doubt. think it's mind games? Oh, you're such a good coach, Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, I could learn from you. Yeah. So he's been standing hard. Uh, He's been standing hard for Sean McVay, and also apparently his favorite player in the NFL right now is Johnny Hecker, the Rams punter. He just thinks Johnny Hecker is fantabulous, and anytime you get a mic in his face, you know how you can't shut Bill Belichick up. He talks and talks about how Johnny Hecker Are you is serious? Ter- Look, I have the quote right here. Hecker is a tremendous weapon. The guy looks as good as any player I've seen at the position. He's a tremendous weapon. Uh, he's a weapon on the field. He can change field position. He's a great situation puddler, and obviously he's very athletic. I think he's doing that to convince Sean McVay to punt more during the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's third down, but we have a great punter. Let's I do like it. I like that, man. You can't leave anything off the books for Belichick. I mean, this ta- t- this guy literally taped other teams' practices yeah. for a good two years, yeah. lifted their signals so they knew exactly what the other team was running like it was the fucking Tecmo Bowl. If you ever play Tecmo Bowl for the original NES, Tommy, do you know what Tecmo Bowl is? Sorry, no. Okay. Tecmo Bowl, Bill Dawes, you'll know – if you pick the, you don't pick um, your defense in Tech Mobile. You pick the other player player's offensive play, and uh. if you pick it right, you just gangbang him, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like so what Tony Romo's doing, doing. Yeah, it's what Tony Romo's doing to Jim Nance. I think there's more of a Joe Buck, Troy Aikman situation going on more than more than maybe those guys, but um, but yeah. Uh, so I think he had that whole Tecmo Bowl situation going on. I think it's ridiculous that after they got caught filming the Rams practice yeah. before the Super Bowl, before this, meaning they knew what plays the Rams were going to run last time. Yeah, Goodell came in, found the tapes. Do you know what he did with the tapes for what? those all those tapes? They destroyed them, so they were never fucking reviewed. You know, well, I way. think the Patriots should be kicked out of the fucking NFL. That is some third world. Uh, soccer cheating <laughs> bullshit. Well, also, right like now. Tom oh, yeah, Brady's, his, his texts were all deleted after Deflate Gate. His texts were all deleted and oh, shit. I was just deleting them for fun. They had an impossible number of fumbles after the rule change in 2006, meaning in inclement weather, they had almost zero fumbles, which is like near fucking impossible. Yeah. These guys should be kicked out of the fucking league, man. Shady. They should be kicked out of the league. And do you know who owns Tommy? <laughs> one, of, uh, one of Bob Kraft's Super Bowl rings. Who's that? The motherfucking biggest enemy to the free world and humanity. Donald Trump. No. Oh, Vladimir Ilyich Putin. Close enough, Same so. thing. Yeah. Close, Is close that his up. real middle name? <laughs> no, it should be. Ilyich. Ilyich. Vladimir Ilyich So Putin just bought it at an auction or something? Or he he no, chopped off a finger? Be, to be fair, he kind of stole it from Bob Kraft, according to Bob Kraft. Yeah. So they're just hanging out there like Putin was visiting Gillette Stadium or yeah. some shit like that. And Putin was like, oh, interesting ring. Yeah, he's like, I would like, I would like ring. Guys like, oh, yeah, thank you. He's like, no, I would like ring. <laughs> so he puts it on and they're just like talking and like going to continue the tour and then vladimir just leaves with it <laughs> he never he never like gave it back or mentioned it you know what Jesus. i mean but i think kind of bob Kraft should like 
You should kind of remember, but when you're so rich, I guess you don't really give a shit, right? Also, what are you going to do? Ask for it back from Putin? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And then no. you end up dying of natural causes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Being thrown out of a three st- third story window of natural causes and oh, shit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What else did we find out this week? Uh, we found out that Camille Kostak, Gronk's girlfriend, is not pregnant, but according to her Instagram, her and Gronk can keep practicing. Uh, what else we found out this week is apparently Tom Brady's not a complete doucher. Um, what? Uh, yeah. He can chug a beer better than he can quarterback, uh, apparently. Um, according to a former teammate, they went out in Buffalo with Tom Brady and Wells Welker, and Welker got smoked in a beer-chugging contest. And this former player said he's as good He's better at, at drinking beer than he is being a quarterback. Who is uh, this player who said that? Uh, he's, <laughs> he's now a wrestler. His like wrestling name is like Mookie or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even know his name. But, um, yeah. So I always think the Super Bowl is kind of usually a boring game. We've kind of really had, recently. No, recently they've been interesting just because everybody is so inherently sick of the Patriots and want them to lose so bad. So through the Patriots, I guess, you know, we've had some close games with the Giants and then with the Eagles and, and Seattle. But I'm just fucking sick of the god dang New England Patriots, man. I'm yeah. sick of them just watching them in, in the Super Bowl all the time. Do you think that the refs uh, fix the game so they're closer now? Because I feel like when I was a kid, Super Bowls were like 40 to 12. They had like weird, yeah. like super lops. And now they've been really That's close. Cool. And I wonder if there's a little bit of corporate uh, you know yeah that's that's kind of what i was referring to because uh, super bowls always used to be such blowouts they used to suck i think you know part of it is there's there's more parity in the league it's harder with the new salary crap rules to have such a great talent disparity between teams yeah. which is why one year you can have the tampa bay bucks be three and 13 and the next year they can be 12 and four yeah and you know a super bowl favorite and contender, but yeah, I think I think the NFL. I generally trust the NFL when it comes to on-field officiating. We talked about this a little bit last week. I know what happened in New Orleans, but I think like the nature. I know everybody complains about replay, but people don't remember how it was before yeah, replay. You couldn't see shit. Where games would playoff games would turn on a bad call like every year. Yeah. This Saints thing that happened is more of the exception than the rule. But because they have replay and because the coaches have the ability to call that on almost every play. Except for pass interference? Well, pass interference you can't. And I agree that you can't do it. But generally you can. It keeps the refs honest because they have to call kind of what they see on the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed to, you know how ancient samurais used to, uh, ancient, uh, not, what is it, sumo wrestling? You know how they used to ref sumo wrestling to this day? No. The sumo, if you watch sumo wrestling, the referee has a little, like, knife with him. And the reason he has a knife with him is if he makes a call in olden days, he was uh, expected, and it was overturned, he was expected to disembowel himself due to the defile. Oh, my I swear to God. Harry oh. Carey, exactly. Oh. Which is why I'm so glad I was not born in ancient Japan because I have zero honor whatsoever. You know, I would have been like 12 years old disemboweling myself. I don't know if I as be- soon as I hit puberty, it'd be way, over. I don't know if I believe that. You made a bad call in a sumo match and then you had to go. <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking 21st. They still carry it now, but it's just like you'll resign. Tradition. It's tradition. But we're talking like. 1400s Japan. Yeah. You know, when the world, it was different. This is also the same time, 
you know, in the Aztecs or the Mayas over here, they had like a ball game that was kind of similar. Made of human heads. Similar to basketball. And if, yeah, you, yeah. if you lost, the losing team would be completely sacrificed. <laughs> I kind of like that shit, man. Yeah. Shout out Mel Gibson Apocalypse. That's great you know TV. I mean? yeah. <laughs> we got to bring that back. <laughs> maybe, yeah. So Saints fans, maybe if you want to bring that back <laughs> for the guy last week. Uh, the other thing on your point, though, Bill, is they found like four of the officials last week all live in Southern California or two weeks ago, I should say, that um, worked the Saints Rams games and stuff. But I don't know. But before so that, the, they had a whole petition signed against this one ref and his crew because the the Rams had lost every single match oh, that this guy the, had officiated. Before the game. And, and it was all over the press. And so I think they got a petition and maybe it made the ref like kind of... Yo, bias the other direction. The great Phil Jackson, who nowadays is thought of kind of a clown for his last tenure in New York. But one of his great coaching things, it wasn't, you know, coaching up Michael. Michael was always the coach of that team, but was in playoffs between games. The way Phil Jackson could manipulate the refs doing this kind of things you're talking about was amazing. It was amazing. You yeah. know, he could be like, oh, Jamal Mashburn is is hand-checking the entire time. And the way he would subtly say it, next game, Jamal Mashburn would be called for yep. hand-checking the entire fucking time. So there's definitely something yeah, to that. You don't complain for that call. You complain for the next call. Yes, exactly. That's Wise weird. words from Bill Dawes right yeah. there. Uh, we're going to need some of that wisdom for NFL prop bets. Tommy, give us that NFL prop bets music. Nice. NFL prop bets. Very nice. <laughs> and prop bets are like those specific bets. They can be on a specific play. Uh, the most famous prop bet is probably which team will call which side of the coin in the pregame flip. Yeah. You know, which I was actually looking at the odds. Well, what do you think the odds would be on this, by the way? Just like guess. 50-50? I mean, statistically, it should be 50-50. Right. That's what I thought. But listen very carefully to the wording of the of the question. Mm. Team will call which side of a coin in pregame flip, not which side will the coin land on. Mm. Does that mm. change? Does that change your... Oh, wait, wait. Re- so do, do I get to guess which side they're going to pick and how... No. All you're guessing is... I is think the they'll team- choose heads. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they call for heads. Yeah, it's so, like bet on black. You always call heads. Yeah, so heads is minus twenty five hundred, meaning you bet twenty five hundred to win a hundred dollars, and tails is plus eight hundred, meaning you bet one hundred to win eight hundred. So I think that's a pretty fucking good bet taking yeah. tails, baby. Take tails, tails now, never fails because they know about the <laughs> bet now, and they're going to want to be you know exactly. Which is my other question on prop bets. A lot of these seems like they would be easy to fix. Okay, yes. let's go through <laughs> some of these. Um, Gladys Knight is singing the national anthem, mm-hmm. okay? How long will the national anthem be? Over and under is a minute 45. The under is minus 140. The over is plus 140. What do you guys think? I think well, this Gladys, is easy. Why is it easy? It's easy because Gladys Knight is 100 years old. <laughs> she, she wants to do her swan song. Right. She ain't going to make it short and sweet. She's going to be like, I'm going to show all these bitches how you really sing it. Putting some runs in there. Fuck your Miley Cyrus's. Fuck your Halsey's. (laughs) She's going to scat during it. It's going to (laughs) be. It's going to be the longest. She's going to blow the ghost of Duke Ellington. It'll be amazing. It's going to be like American Idol audition. Yeah. Interesting enough, people do research (laughs) into this. Like they actually have like research into it. And um, so Gladys Pipe. Gladys Knight uh, 
Uh, 28 years ago, there's a video of her on YouTube singing it. It came in at less than 105 seconds. 105 Whoa. seconds, which is exactly when a was minute this? 45, isn't it? 60, 160. Yeah, I can do math. I'm Indian. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that more than... One hundred and five seconds is a minute forty five. Oh, one hundred and five. Yeah. And the over under just happens to be a minute forty five. It's almost like Vegas just looked up the YouTube video of her singing it. But where was, was she like, singing it before? I don't know. It's just on Not YouTube. The Super Bowl. Maybe at a football game. Oh, maybe Super, Bowl, Super Bowl. She's going. She's going to string that out. I bet she's going to be over two. I'll, I'll bet it's going to be over two minutes. See, some people were thinking that because she's old, she may not have the lung capacity anymore, so it would be uh, under a minute 45. But I think that would just make her more likely to try no, to show gonna, that I'm whole gonna, thing I'm up. I'm going to do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is actually an interesting component of the national anthem prop bet, okay? So we have how long do you think the anthem will be over or under a minute 45? Um but here's an interesting one is do you think a team will score, have his touchdown drive in less time than it takes to sing the national anthem? Absolutely. That's an easy one. Less I, than minute 45? I think that's the safest fucking bet on yeah, the whole board. I would put the mortgage on that, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd put the whole mortgage. I'd be like, listen, honey, I wouldn't tell her. I would take the kid's college fund. I would take the mortgage. This is advice for you out there. <laughs> yeah. Find the local loan shark. Put it on there. It'll be fine. It'll so be a, cool. A, a drive is like starting at the 20, or where's the drive consistent? Driving wherever you, wherever you start. So if you have a, an interception, you're at the other team's 20. Exactly. And you it, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... There's that one, which I would take. Uh, staying on the music beat, we have Maroon 5. Maroon yes. 5 is doing the show, halftime show? I know. That oh, tells you right. where we are musically and culturally at this point, that Maroon 5 is our greatest pick for uh, the halftime. Who do you think was the greatest halftime show that you can remember, Bill Dawes? Janet Jackson. <laughs> oh the titty? No, probably Beyonce. Beyonce was Beyonce? Pretty, She's good. pretty sweet. I don't know. I tend to go to the older era. I don't know. It's just growing up. Things seem more majestic with more grandeur or a little bit like bigger. But the halftime shows always seemed larger, like bigger than life. And two stand out in particular. One was the Michael Jackson halftime show. Oh, yeah. Remember where he was dancing on the he uh, he on the uh, on the scoreboard <laughs> and then he showed up in the middle of the field. Which is when you're like seven is the greatest magic trick that you yeah, can ever yeah, pull. Yeah. <laughs> and the other, which may be my all-timer, is the Whitney Houston halftime show. I don't mm. remember that at all. Yes. What happened? Yes. She sang, I, or, or I Will Always Love You. Or yeah. no. Or actually, I'm, I'm confusing. She had the national anthem, the greatest national anthem. So national anthem, I would go Whitney Houston. And I go halftime show, I would go MJ. You know what I mean? Not yeah, surprising. Yeah. Not surprising. Two of the greats. Two of the greats. But MJ is about to get uh, Cosby Dahmered or oh, Cosby, Cosby Bundied. I mean, uh, there's a new documentary coming out. And my brother, to his credit, we were watching uh, the Ted Bundy thing. He goes, oh, man, it's just a matter of time until they do this with Michael Jackson. Oh. And like literally the next day, I read about a Netflix documentary coming out uh, with the whole Michael Jackson thing detailing all of the allegations and stuff, which is if you look into it, it's pretty obvious that he did this shit. You know what I mean? Is it possible that Michael Jackson just likes sleepovers with young boys? <laughs> yeah, what's weird about a 40-year-old man having sleepovers with 12-year-old boys? Like, come on. <laughs> like, really? You not only have the Jesus juice thing, but you know the kids uh, could identify the birthmark on his penis? 
Oh, they could. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also like to remind everybody, uh, four blocks away from here, attached to an elementary school, we have the Michael Jackson Auditorium. Are you serious? Yeah, right over there next to uh, next to uh, what is it? You know that Aroma restaurant? Uh huh. And uh, that what's that Mexican restaurant right down there, Tommy? It's right on Gardner. It's Pinch like Michael Tucker. Jackson Auditorium. It's on Gardner between Sunset and Hollywood. Oh my God! The Michael Jackson Auditorium, right next to uh, the Donald Trump Mexican restaurant and uh, <laughs> Hitler's Jewish delicatessen. That's you know? hilarious. What fantastic! Now, has Michael is he regarded now as a pedophile? Like it was never no, it's, proven. It's proven, not right? commonly accepted. Yeah. I think Michael's. I refuse to accept it. See, that, and it's kind of like that thing where you got to poach the veil of support. Yeah. Like, so for Bill Cosby, that took how long? You know what I mean? Yeah. So Michael's, like, whole air defense shields are still up. They haven't been breached well, yet. Uh, in his defense, I'll say this. Not about pedophilia, but, <laughs> like, sometimes <laughs> I want, like, a girl to come over to my apartment and smoke weed with me and make fun of a Hallmark movie. And not... And not stuff. have sex. And not. But stuff. I want her to listen to me while I make jokes about Hallmark movies. Well, that's like, a, just that's for a, attention. That's a, that's a molestation in its own right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to like, hug, you know, right? No one else. You don't ever want company sometimes. Yeah, sure. All I knew adult was, company, sure. But I like, think I would think they what they called him innocent, and I love the fucking music, so I just stopped looking into it. Yeah. for my yeah. own. I think what Bill is is trying to say is the life of a comedian is very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just want something to listen to you talk when you're off stage. Where you do is talk. Yeah, but the Janet Jackson thing is kind of amazing to me. If you weren't around then, or you don't know, in 2002, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson did a halftime show, and uh, they had a thing, a move at the end where Timberlake was supposed to unstrap some leather strap we had, and he uh, unknowingly, allegedly unknowingly. Uh, caused her entire breast to fall oh out, God. which in 2002 was the biggest, biggest. deal mm. ever. Like yeah. Fox News was on that. Is society falling apart? Yeah. Do we not care anymore? What is happening to society? You yeah. know what I mean? Do you think if it was a white woman whose boob fell out, it would have been the same thing? Uh, it depends on the white woman. Yeah. You know what point. I mean? They would have, you know, they would have. Jan Jackson was pretty old. So at that point, her boob like kind of like rolled out like a. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a window blind. Where is Janet Jackson? I think it's time for a Janet Jackson comeback. You know, yeah. I don't think does Janet like Michael Jackson. Obviously, your your younger millennial generation still knows. Does Janet Jackson have any reverb with you guys or no? Uh, we know her because of Michael and because of the Super Bowl. But that's it. We are a part of a rhythm nation. Yep. <laughs> but Janet Jackson was so famous in her own right until yeah. like 2007. And she also acted in shit. And she too. was a great actor. Yeah. She was in that movie with Tupac. And then she said, I don't want him to Above touch me. Above the rim? I don't want him to touch me because he might have AIDS. You know? Oh, yeah. It was like the poet. It was like the poetry one. Did she say that? Yeah. She said that. Oh, my God. And Tupac is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so we have Maroon 5. Uh, Isn't Travis Scott also? Well, they always have the people guest coming people. out. Right, 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 the backup. You know what I mean? So it'll be Maroon 5. Are they bringing back Left Shark? You got to bring back Left Shark. They bring back Left Shark. You know how I know rock music is dead? How? Because Maroon 5 is considered rock music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's no, you don't see rock music at play. When did they anymore. put out a new song? Or are they just the only ones who would do it? I think you know. I think there's no radio play anymore. If you're just on The Voice 
or American Idol or whatever fucking show. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just yeah, get put yeah. on or something. But so they're, they're going to perform at the halftime show. Here are their prop bets. And this is what I think would be so easy to fix. Will lead singer Adam Levine wear a leather jacket? <laughs> yes, minus 200. No, plus 160. Leather jacket. That's Bill, his as move. an avid Definitely. fan of Maroon Five, I think he's going to take off his jacket and go topless. That would be my prop. You bet. think he's going to go topless? Because he's going to be look mother. He's going to be like, look, young people. I'm still ripped as a 50 year old. <laughs> yeah. And what color will Levine's shirt be at the start of the show? Sky blue. Black minus 200. Another color plus 150. <laughs> See the. Thing is, I don't know enough about like is Adam Levine known as coming out and wearing a leather jacket or like he always wears black or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, All I, I know really is I hate that. myself for talking about Maroon the fact Five that for thirty seconds. That later. football <laughs> people are discussing Adam Levine's wardrobe is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But we don't have like there's no there's no fucking balls in rock music anymore. Like if you listen to rock music from like the seventies. And this, it sounds more progressive than the stuff made today. Like yep. those Led Zeppelin albums sound like they're out of the fucking future. Yeah. So it's like rock music quit progressing. I think hip hop is the only. Hip hop took over with that. Well, the thing about hip hop is they still are making new sounds, new forms and, and new music. And I think that's why it's kind of has the popular play or the, the dominant place in popular music is because they're still making new forms. Yeah. Rock. I think rock rock quit doing that. You know what I mean? Well, what can you do with rock? Like, Oh, another guitar solo for four minutes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, go back to the roots, you know, rock and roll born with Chuck Berry, 1951 died with Maroon five, 2014, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. go back to like OG rock music, man, Jimi Hendrix and shit. Have um, you heard that Greta Van Fleet band? No, I figured that was an anchor on Fox News. <laughs> but I heard a, a little bit of the song. They're like kind of a... They sound like, like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I like that. The singer's like 18, but he sounds yeah. like a 30-year-old Led that. Zeppelin. I like that. But that's kind of my point. Mm -hmm. They're good because they sound like but Led the Zeppelin. The thing is, I think For those sure. come out every five years, like old school rock and roll guitar band. And people are like, cool. And then like yeah. a year later, it gives a shit. White yeah, yeah, yeah. kids quit giving a shit about the guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like white kids in the 80s, Eddie Van Halen, bro. Yeah. Rap is crap. Eddie Van, how fast can you play the guitar? <laughs> you know what I mean? And now white kids are just like, they all, it's just rap music. You mm -hmm. know, even look at the mafia kids. You know how traditionally how racist the mafia has been? Like, you know, you watch any like mob movie, this. Yeah. Now, you know, they have that Made in Staten Island, new reality show alert on uh, MTV. Mm -hmm. And it's all mob people's kids. And they're all like, yo, hip-hop, this and yeah, that. Yeah. Like, if you could imagine like the ruling class of the mafia, their kids, end up, it's kind of the greatest poetic justice. I tell you why I think this is existing. Because now, because of politics, everything has to be identity politics and intersectional politics. So there's nothing more marginalized than black people. And just being a white dude with long hair, you're like, white privilege. So rock, rock and roll is like white privilege. You're not counterculture anymore. I don't know if it's that political. I think kids always gravitate toward that, which is rebellious, at least traditionally. The younger millennials, you know, yeah. they're they're more less sex, you know, more equality, you know, which but I think traditionally the way young kids go, they just 
go through who is rebelling. And in the 80s, it was rock music who was rebelling. But now, yeah. like, your now dad likes rock music. Yeah. But so your dad ra- doesn't know anything about rap, so it's fresh. Rap is rap is, rap is is kind of the rebel music now. Yeah, I love how with rock, you also had to be a drug addict to have any street cred. And with rap, you have to be shot at. <laughs> street cred. You know what I mean? Yeah, those are, like, the two differences there. Yeah. yeah. You had to at least do heroin and almost choke on your own puddle of vomit and rock to really make it oh for sure and rap you get shot two three times you're good to go now it's like the rock stars are like vegan and they're working a program you're like nah, i don't care like, is moby a rock star? who likes moby, dude? <laughs> moby? Uh, moby yeah um but moving on uh legendary boxer floyd mayweather uh, has gambled away millions of dollars to the point where they actually have a prop bet on how much money Floyd Mayweather is going to bet on this year's Super Bowl. Wow. The over-under is $2 million. He bet $1.41 on last year's Super Bowl. Bill Dawes, would you take the over or the under? Well, on? that's one of those things that should definitely be fixed. Yeah. right. You could definitely fix that. So I would use my contacts to get... Get in, get in touch, touch with, with Floyd. Floyd Waymeather. Yeah. May, <laughs> Mayweather, what did I Boyd say? Floyd Flayweather. Floyd Flayweather. <laughs> the Bobby Flay. And I would uh, and I'd be like, yo, what's the deal? And then I would bet my house. This is why uh, I, I have no doubt there's going to be a VH1 behind the music in 10 years about Floyd Mayweather. Uh, he lost $50 million in 2017 just from gambling. $50 million. So why can't he just get all of his friends to bet on the under, yeah, and then, cause Bobby, and then fuck it up, cause someone would come in the middle of the Vegas night and fuck them up. Who knows? Who mm. knows? I think it'd be pretty easy to find that out. But it seems like you could hedge your bets yeah. fairly safely with that. But uh, Floyd lost fifty million in twenty seventeen, which is interesting to note because at a recent game, it was Madison Square Garden or the Staples Center, who walked by one Floyd Mayweather and exchanged the most awkward handshake. Of all time. It was one of those where you go for the fist bump and the other person goes for the shake. So I'm going to guess it was a white guy. <laughs> no, but it was not a black guy. Mm. His original sponsor was No Fear Clothing. No Fear Clothing. That sounds very douchey, whatever that is. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. Oh, think, Tony. Think more third world. Where no not fear Manny Pacquiao. Suit. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, okay. Pacquiao. He shared an awkward handshake with Manny Pacquiao uh, at a Laker game. They're uh, leading many to speculate that there could be another Manny Floyd fight in the works. And if this motherfucker's losing $50 million a year just to gambling, I could see why he would do it. I don't think anyone would care about a Pacquiao fight at this point, would they? Uh, Pacquiao-Floyd would still be huge. It would, yeah. it would be one of the top 10 pay-per-views of all time still. Especially really? considering the beef over the handshake. Oh, the, the handshake has just taken it to yeah. a new oh, level. Oh, shit, what? <laughs> but, you know, I think Manny actually, you know, most of the times when people are 40, 41, they can't fight anymore. I think Manny can still fight. He kind of got robbed on the first Broner fight, but he handled Broner in this last fight that were two, three weeks ago. I just, you know, I'm, I'm such a hipster. I watched Manny before anybody watched Manny, <laughs> even Filipinos. <laughs> I was Manny before Manny was cool, bro. <laughs> I remember watching Manny in college, and... He just had the straight right. He had no left hand, and uh, and his sponsor was No Fear. And I, I hadn't seen No Fear clothing since I was, like, in sixth grade, you know? <laughs> Where it'd be like, soccer isn't a game. <laughs> Chess is a game. You know? Remember those shirts? <laughs> and uh, I was like, this guy's amazing. And <laughs> he had, like, such an innocent quality, naive quality to him when he would fight. He only had one punch, a great punch. You know, he, do- he knocked down Marco Antonio Barrera four times in the first round. 
and it ended up on a draw going to the cards because that was the only punch he had. And once Barrera figured that out, but uh, and every time he would punch, you could see him on the replay like a little kid, literally mouthing the words "pow." It was adorable. <laughs> he would just be like "pow, pow, pow." I was like, Aww. "How do you not love this wow. guy?" Yeah. So I would order it. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch it. Uh, he's also they, very good at karaoke. I don't know if you've seen Manny Pacquiao do karaoke. Oh my God, <laughs> Tommy, can you please find a Manny Pacquiao karaoke clip? Um, we also have uh, prop bets on the announcers, Jim Nance and Tony Romo. There's some calling how many uh, Tony, Ro- how many plays will Tony Romo call before the game? Seven and a half over under. How many times will Jim Nance and Romo say Gronk? The over and under on that is two and a half, which I think is actually That's a low. very safe over. Yeah, yeah. A very safe. Another one to put the mortgage on. Or if you have a drug addiction, <laughs> if you're into yeah. cocaine or meth I or heroin. I want to make that bet right now. How do I make that bet? I'll just do that grunt put bet. down you know, what you were going to do for the bag on that, and you'll be able to get two bags in the morning. Do they okay? ever call him anything other than Gronk? They, they Gronkowski. But I feel like Gronk is, yeah. They're gonna they want to look hip, right? Exactly. And speaking of look hip, this is my maybe my favorite prop bet out of all of them. Will announcers Jim Nance or Tony Romo say Hotlanta? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, definitely betting on that. One. I can't see. You know, I, I feel like Romo wouldn't do it. Yeah, Romo won't. But no. Nance had that old man thing going on. Like yeah. he would totally see, say Hotlanta or something. Oh, that's a tough one, though. You know, I, I bet they say it a couple times. Oh, no, you sure. don't say more. You don't say Hotland more than once in your fucking life. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but Mister Fucking a tradition, unlike any other Augusta, the Masters, <laughs> Jim Nance. I could totally see him dropping a dad Hotland. <laughs> dad, uh, you know what I mean? Have they done it before? Here we are, dad Atlanta, Hotlanta for <laughs> Super Bowl. Be like, oh Jesus! Can you imagine having bet some crazy amount of money on this, and you need to pay your bookie, and you don't have the money, <laughs> and you're just sitting there sweating <laughs> bullets? You're like. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. Oh my God! Wait, what's the temperature going to be in Atlanta? Because that might be the thing. I have no idea. If it's hot, then good chance. It is in the winter time, so that's probably. (sighs) Oh my God! The three worst traffic cities I've ever been in are um, L.A., which is the third worst. Uh, Second worst is Atlanta, and first is Warsaw, Poland. Holy shit! You know, I can see why they had so many problems during World War II, but. My point is what? this. <laughs> My point is this. Warsaw is the fucking worst. It is the worst. Oh, don't get me started on that fucking city. You know what I mean? What were you doing in Warsaw anyway? Renewing a visa. Renewing a visa? When I lived in Prague, in the Czech Republic. Oh, I didn't realize. I was you, very cultured. You're so much more interesting than you come across every I day. know, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> if only people would get to know me. You only went there for the cheap hookers. No, anyway. No, no, no. I ran... Uh, Central Europe's oldest literary magazine, you know, have you know Bill Dawes? Really? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was it called? The Prague Review. The Prague Review. Shout out Prague Review. Shout out TPR. Shout out Yama Restaurant. Shout out Max Munson. I'll see you on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah, Pacquiao has a whole bunch of karaoke videos. Well, because what Pacquiao does. After he has his... one with Will Ferrell. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Send me that right now. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, Pacquiao does after his fights is he goes and he sings. He has his own mini concert. Because he was so famous in the Philippines that at one point he was like uh, the most famous movie star, number one movie. He was a movie star? Oh, yeah. There's an action movie where Pacquiao is a superhero. It's hilarious. Look it up on YouTube right now. It's amazing. Uh, he released an album. He had like a number one album. And he was a congressman. You know what I mean? Wow. So he was just like doing all this, sh- all this shit, but um, but yeah. So I think that fight will end up happening. 
Um, some other prop bets we have. Uh, There's got to be some political prop bets going on. I was just about to say. Huh? Are you ready? You just read my mind, Bill Dawes. <sighs> we didn't even set that up. Which will be higher? Okay. Trump's approval rating on February 4th, according to Rasmussen, or the yardage of the longest made field goal. So right now, Trump's Trump's uh, Trump's approval rating was thirty-five. In, but that it's, is it's, it's wild. Between thirty-six and thirty-eight, uh, I think five thirty-eight has it somewhere at thirty-nine or forty. But it, you know, as long as the government doesn't shut down in three weeks, I would expect that to tick its way back up towards forty. So even if we're going to give him, let's say we give him forty-one as a benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that they're definitely that's another good bet? That's a really good bet. You know, I think like fuck betting on the game. Find the inefficiencies oh, yeah. in these prop bet uh, markets. Yeah, because they don't have as much data and as much observable knowledge to be able to set the line on these in an informative manner. Because yeah. usually when Vegas is doing it on like uh, on a game or a season, like what the records are going to be, they almost like nail that shit like 70, 80 percent of the time. I think I'm going to find a new uh, marketing strategy, a new investment Are you going to make some bets on these? Because I would make some bets I'm on I'm saying these. fuck Bitcoin, fuck the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> I'm going full prop bet full market, prop bet. baby. So what would you say on this one? Oh, yeah. The yardage of the longest made field goal is definitely going to be more than Trump's approval rating, especially yeah. if it stays in the 30s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. And I'm sure Trump will do something between now and then that will just piss off a bunch <sighs> of people, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the night before he declares uh, a national emergency over border wall funding, <laughs> which is actually a smart time to do it. Friday, Saturday night before the Super Bowl, it's kind of a smart time to do it, actually. Um, ba, 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 ba. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What else is good? Uh, we have which soft, milk, soft drink brand commercial will air first? I suppose a Pepsi or Coke? Yeah, we have Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Yeah, I go with Coca-Cola on that one. Got to go with Coca-Cola. Which do you prefer as a soft drink, though, Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Of course. People drank Pepsi were the type of kids who put like their fries and mayonnaise. Born in the <laughs> Carolinas. <laughs> did you guys, uh, you did Pepsi over Coke in Carolina? I mean, it, it's like they tried to do this marketing campaign called Born in the Carolinas. Well, for Pepsi? And I think they make Cheerwine. I'm not sure. So Do you think they make what? North Carolina likes it, but we all still drink Coke well, anyway. Well, Coke is based in Atlanta, so I figured that Coke just has regional dominance over yeah. the whole fucking area. I grew yeah, up... Yeah, that's true. My best friend uh, growing <laughs> up, his name was Matt Rowe, and I've tried to find this guy several times on Facebook. He doesn't exist anywhere on Facebook. Mm. If, wow. you're, if, you, if you are hearing this, Matt Rowe, Get in touch with me on the <laughs> Facebooks. I still remember this kid's. Uh, I'm good with numbers. I still remember his house number growing up. Three one seven eight four three two three seven four. Can you believe that? Oh wow, my god! But his dad was uh, a Pepsi. Uh, he worked for Pepsi distribution. Sales rep. Yeah, distribution. So they had a fridge just stocked with like all Pepsi products, Ooh. including Crystal Pepsi. You know what I mean? Mm. So they always had the Crystal. And Pepsi. was Pe- Pepsi makes other stuff too? Don't they make like Sierra Mist or? Yeah. Some dumb shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also do a lot of like uh, wage slavery in South America and Central Do they America, really? Along with Coca-Cola. Yeah. Along with all the fruits you eat. Along with. All the yeah. clothes you wear. All the yeah. clothes. Along with your iPhone. You if know? you're a corporation, you can get away with slave labor. You're going to do it. Oh, my God. Like if you, like if you ask them, do you support, um, do you, do you support child labor? 
Yeah. Would you in any circumstance support child labor? Yeah. There, would you I, ever? Would I? No. No. Would you ever use your? Would you ever not use your iPhone? Hell no. Of course. You know, and of course, iPhones are made almost exclusively from Chile. That's like if you look at Shark Tank, they're always like, "Well, our margins are this." It's like, have you thought about doing slave labor? <laughs> That's China. always their pitch. Have you thought about going Go to, to China? China, which is code for <laughs> Have you thought about slave labor? Yes. Yes. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, what else is fun? Um, last one. Will Chick-fil-A in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium serve food on Super Bowl Sunday? Yes, 1,500. No, 5,000. Oh, wait. What was the reason? Because on Sunday, it's a religious holiday for Exactly. For they won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. Which is like you had to bet $5,000 just to, to know win 100. Yeah. So that tells you how certain it is. But that's another. Put the mortgage on it. Yeah. 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 If you put fucking... You have to put so but much. But they must. Money you must all be able to find that out already, right? That must be something you can already. You can already know. Like you can contact Chick Fil A. Be like, yo. Yeah, but maybe they'll serving? do a special service or something without telling mm-hmm. anybody. And last, the spread is two and a half points. There's a game also on Sunday. Who are you taking, Billy Dawes? You know what? Just I like dynasties because it's always fun to have a dynasty. But I fuck the, <laughs> but fuck the Patriots. You know they can't fuck win. The Patriots. I want them to lose in a really. Like bad way too. I don't want That'd to be, be great. close. Like a meteor hits the stadium, but only yeah. hits their side of the field. Yeah, something like that, or like just the type of loot <laughs> loss where you just have shots of Giselle crying. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, which is actually its own prop bet. How many times will Giselle be mentioned on on the uh, broadcast? Well, she'll be mentioned. She'll be sh- she'll be shown. Uh, I have it written down here. I'll take that bet too. They're How gonna... many times will Giselle be shown? Eight times. It's over under is one and a half. Oh my God! Take that. Mentioned eight. Yes, yes, yes. Take that. Right. Take that. Jeez. My favorite Giselle Super Bowl moment was in Indianapolis when uh, when Eli so heroically defended the honor of his brother, uh-huh. <laughs> felling the Patriots once again in Indianapolis. Did I mention it was in Indianapolis? Oh my God. And uh, so Brady threw the ball over the middle on a crucial third down. Wes Walker couldn't, didn't catch it. You remember? And Giselle walking out of her suite. And Lucas goes, my husband can't throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, you look like the biggest douche of all time. Uh, what do I see in this game? Um, you know, I had a really tough time calling Chiefs Patriots until I was sitting upstairs at the Laugh Factory Saturday night. Me and Johnny Sanchez were having a drink at 145. He goes, who do you think is going to win? And I thought about it. I said, the Patriots. And he said, why? And I said, because Andy Reid has never won anything in his bum-forsaken life. And I had that moment of clarity. And I said, of course, of course the Patriots are going to win. And I was thinking, who's going to win this? Obviously, it's the fucking Patriots. This is like the Civil War with them. It's a war of attrition. They may have lost some close ones, but they are there all the time now. Just from probability's sake, they're going to win. I don't think the Rams had the defense. You know, it's going to be how much pressure can Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald is living back there, then I think the Rams have a very good shot because Tom Brady turns into a subpar quarterback in the face of even the whisper of a threat of pressure. Uh, I think in the whole (laughs) history of the NFL, there has never been a drop-off between a quarterback clean in the pocket and with a little pressure, as you see with one Tom Brady. Okay? He turns into an absolute duster. 
uh, when there's a little pressure in well, there. Then the, it favors him because the rules are, are made now so that if you touch, like they had yeah. the thing where the guy, like he touched his face. So fucking ridiculous. They call roughing the passer. So they, yeah, they, they're going to start putting trigger warnings up before plays like that or some shit. It's so soft. Yeah. I hate it. You thought about roughing the passer 15 yards. <laughs> 15 yards, yeah. Um. So, but that being said, you know, I think, you know, the the Patriots are just a more complete team. Um, so I would take the Patriots if I had to put the mortgage on it. But also, I know I'm hedging really bad right here. But also bragging that you own a home, saying mortgage. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't own a home. But um, but also I've noticed something. If the Rams win, it will be because of this. The Patriots have been very arrogant, more so than their normal arrogance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Brady's already acting like they've won. He's doing too much media, too much social media. It's posting. like Rocky Balboa and Rocky Three before he got beat up by Mr. T. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So I think there's a little something to that. They are very, very arrogant on this. And mm-hmm. uh, really, if you can adjust to Bill Belichick's defenses at halftime, you know, if you can out adjust them, you'll run him. Peyton figured out Belichick how he ran. And he would, you know, people think, oh, the Patriots always beat him. That's not the case, actually. Uh, Peyton actually had a better <laughs> record than uh, had a winning record against the Patriots and Tom Brady in the playoffs, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, last year, the reason the Eagles had such great success is they were able to figure out what Belichick was doing and how to adjust him. So if the great Sean McVay. 32-year-old with a yeah. hot smoke show of a girl. Have you seen his girlfriend? Ginger's Unite, yeah. My God. I haven't seen her. I got a chance. She's ridiculous, which is also another reason why I think <laughs> New England's going to win. They're in cold climates. Belichick has nothing but football. The Rams yeah. are out here in SoCal running around, you know, with That's all the good-looking good babes. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think Pats will take it. Um, <laughs> but let's end it there. Any, any insights on the game, Tommy? Insights on the game? Who you, who you got? Uh, I'm going for Rams just because. Not who are you going for. Who do you got? Oh, Patriots are going to win. Patriots are going to win? Uh-huh. Patriots and I'm going for Rams because I'd love to be disappointed. <laughs> um. Okay. There we have it. There is our prop bet Super Bowl special. Before we get out of here, Tommy, would you give us Tommy's life question of the week, complete with intro music? Okay. Ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum, that was too sportsy. I, don't no, know. I liked it. it Got right. Okay, that was good. <laughs> that was rousing, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, rousing. Oh, good. I know how to rouse Bill from now on. Anyways, wait the, a minute. The question. Getting roused. <laughs> uh, basically, in the sports have been the same for a long time, right? They're gradually changing, but all of the basic sports are the same. But in the future, let's go with your assumption, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. sure. Or, or like, or we have had the same sports for like. 80 years, mostly. In the future, next 40, 50 years, we're going to have so much new technology. Inevitably, a new sport will be born. Mm. Or the old sports will be updated to be some crazy sci-fi shit. What kind of sports do you predict for the future? Do you want to go first? Well, I will say this. I know that a lot of people who are venture capitalists and looking to invest in stuff, they're like, well, football's going down. Baseball's going down. Mm. So what's the next sport next American sport. And people want to bet on soccer, but I think soccer is too boring for Americans. Too many people scream Dios mio and hold their ankle when someone <laughs> hits them in the shoulder. So uh, I don't think it's going to be soccer. I think, uh, you know what I think is going to happen? I think esports is going to be a big thing, which is a bunch of nerds sit around, watch Korean guys who are 15 years old play video games in stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, that's actually still my answer. 
it, it will be esports. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Wall Street knows what's going to happen in five years, what's going to be big in 10 years because they're putting the money in it. So nothing becomes big without money or financing behind it. And that is true of Facebook, Twitter, and, and sports as well. Uh, so esports, with the money and the backing they have behind them, by 2070, very well uh, will be bigger than not only football, but football, basketball, and baseball combined. you say 2070? Yeah. You're really going into the future on this one. 2070 is not that far away. Do you think I, there's going to be like hear, a Madden? Did you hear the back end of the statement, what I said? What? I said, in 20, by 2070, you could very well see a future where esports have revenue, uh, generate more revenue than the NBA, NFL, and MLB combined. 2070 shit. Do you think a Madden tournament will get bigger ratings the only, than an the actual The only sport we have in 2070 game? is swimming because we're going to be underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, so I think, I think you know, esports, and you already see so much money lying behind it, and, and it's already existing in Asia. You know, there's that old joke, oh, a billion people in India don't care. In Asia, um, esports are already uh, the prevailing sport, you know, so it's in, in South Korea. So, I mean, that's just really a matter of time. As far as actual physical sports, um, you know, there's some, you go out there in the world, there's some sports that are really popular. Handball is one. Mm. Uh, Cricket went from being able to buy a 100,000 franchise in the Indian Premier League, which is like the EPL, but for cricket, you could buy a franchise for $100,000 in 2007. All those franchises in the IPL are now worth over a billion dollars. Yeah. But I think the one sport that has the best actual sport that has the best chance of um, maybe I don't know if anything will ever knock soccer off. But coming close to that level is 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 basketball as an American sport, because you already see how much of a global game it's it's become, whether it's Europe or China, China, um, (laughs) China, China, China. China and even uh, in India as well, you see the game starting to grow there. And I think that game is so translatable because like soccer, you can just look at it and know what it is. It's already our biggest export of a sport. And I think when you see the the big change that you're going to see in the NBA going forward, I think basketball will grow into more and more of what you see the system in soccer, where you have all these leagues playing towards a Champions League. Right. I think you're going to see... Uh, top class, top five NBA draft talent in franchises in Europe um, and in Asia. You know, I think by 2070, <laughs> you're going to have a World Cup. You're going to have the number one draft go to the the Shanghai Sharks. You know what I mean? <laughs> to Real Madrid. Not oh the God. current intonation. Maybe it'll be an NBA franchise version of that. Yeah. yeah. But I think the NBA will be a global league. Yeah. You know? Can Europeans dunk yet? <laughs> Mario Hazonia uh, dunked on all over KD's bitch ass. I think it was KD. No, yeah. it was Giannis on Giannis's bitch ass. Dude, white European. This is why I. Fi- we're not gonna get into this. Fight this whole old black people are better than white people. But it's uh, yeah, the European. How come European white people don't have any athletic problems in the NBA? It's because the best they get the best of that range yeah. of that six nine people. Our six nine guys or six five guys here who are white play football. You know yeah. what I mean? They're absolutely so that whole thing is gone. But whatever. So that ends our. Do we have any other Tommy questions <laughs> no, of the week that's good, before that's good. we get into racial theory? <laughs> oh my god! Racial theory with uh, Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> if Jimmy the Greek said that now, people would be like, oh, "Solid point." 
Kind. <laughs> it depends. It's a, half the internet would be like, uh, and then the half the internet would be like, uh. Trump would be like, Jimmy the Greek is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy the Greek is my favorite sports prognosticator, China. Um, yeah, follow us on at Fanatics Pod, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, tell them where to find you, Bill Dawes. Tell them we're going to be next week. Tell them everything. When's this come out? Now? Today? Yeah, today. Tomorrow? Okay, cool. Uh, check uh, me and Sean Joshi out in Reno, if you're in the Reno area. Lovely, lovely, lovely Reno. And the place of dreams, the cultural capital of the Milky Way galaxy, Reno, Nevada. And, and check out my podcast, The Afterlaugh, where I have actual star guests, not like <laughs> shitty Sean who has me as a guest. I have actually like star guests come up. The only person on me that matters. Oh, the only person that matters on this show is me. I don't I need know. anybody else. You're the star. Is I'm the star. The star. Yeah. yeah. I'm at Bill Doss. You have questions? Uh, ask uh, Tom at LaughFactory.com. Yeah. Tom uh, at LaughFactory.com. Somebody email me. And if you guys want to respond to our live questions, give us your own take at our live questions, uh, either responding at on Twitter or on Instagram, and let us play you out with "Imagine," sung by Manny Pacquiao and oh. Will Ferrell. Above a soulless sky Imagine all the people Living for today Imagine there's no country It isn't hard to kill or die for uh, uh. no religion to Manny Pacquiao imagine all